Get ready to kick back and crack open a cold one. It's time for the Cooter Green Show. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. And now your host, Cooter Green. Let's go. What up? Get it figured out? I got it. Three times a charm, dude. Hey, every time I'm probably gonna have to do that because you know we all I gotta go into the Cooter Green show account and edit everything, and so then I forget to log out to log back into my anyway. It's a whole shibittle. <laughs> dude. How cold is it there? It's freezing its ass off here. Well, same here. Uh, I have contractors that are supposed to be painting and they can't right now because the paint is frozen. So it's literally just frozen out here. I mean, it's gonna be down to one. It says on Sunday. So I hope it gets down to zero, because you know what I've never done in zero-degree weather? Like, walked outside in my underwear. So I'm going to walk outside in my underwear just for a second, just to see how fucking cold zero degrees is. I've been in negative weather before, but I was never, like, in my boxers, right? I was always covered up, so. We'll Surely when you get to a certain degree, it, it all feels the same, doesn't it? I, no. <laughs> you can only get more miserable, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about that, dude kidding me those people in russia it's like negative 60 dude i can't imagine yeah but they're used to it that's actually the hottest day on mars i heard is 60 degrees negative 60 degrees the hottest day yeah celsius or fahrenheit fahrenheit it's that cold yeah i mean there's no atmosphere and it's further away from the sun I thought, Mars, that real quick. I thought Mars was before Earth. Uh, my very excellent mother just served us nine pizzas. So Mercury, mm-hmm. Venus, Earth, Mars, Mars. Mars. Okay. Got okay. you. Okay. Well, you know more about that shit than I do. Just a little. I was a big, I was a big astronomy nerd as a kid. I read all the books for no reason. Nobody asked me to. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show. It's your host. What up? And John, what's up? And John, uh, I hear you. Uh, you lost a, a bet, I guess. Is that what you heard? Is what that I what hear. you heard, Cooter? That's what I hear. Listen, man. Listen, let me tell you something, brother. Okay. Listen, I lost the bet, but I'm going to honor that bet. I'm going to eat the chip. I'm going to get the ice thrown on my head, and I'm going to be a man about it. <laughs> tell you what, okay. Man. So yeah. I was thinking about that. You have to take your earbuds out. Before you do that, get that dump over your head. No, yeah, I'll be all right. You're not gonna, I'll do it. Right quick, <laughs> I can sweat in my earbuds, so I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll take them out real quick, but I'll put them right back in. Okay, okay, we'll be all right. Well, some disclosure to the last podcast I, I did not say the right thing. I did lose to Tom Brady his bet, but it was during the wild card round, the divisional round. So, anybody listening to the previous podcast, I was wrong because I said divisional. Oh, yeah, well. If anybody noticed that, thank you for paying so much attention. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's some detailed That's stuff cool. right there. Hey, you want to make the, if you're going to put fucking news out, you want to make sure it's accurate. And if I hear got to be good content. Back, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you. Get buddy. it back. Let's play it back. Let's play it back. Did you see the Super Bowl parade? The parade? No, I didn't. But I did see the results of, of Tom Brady celebratory uh, drunkenness. I can get on with the get on board with a drunk Tom, Tom Brady. Absolutely, you know it's so crazy how much of America like was so offended by him just being drunk. Like the man earned really? a celebration. Yeah, dude. There's like a giant. Anybody, I didn't see anybody get mad at him, dude. There's a. I mean, not like the majority, but a fairly large section of America is like very anti-drinking, right? Very anti, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, excess. And he definitely right. drank in excess. He had a good old time. And he was, it was harmless. Nobody got hurt. He didn't drive. Somebody drove him home. I think he earned it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I enjoyed seeing him that drunk because I've been that drunk. It's a merry time. I mean, if you win seven Super Bowls, you've been to 10 of them, and you're arguably going to be the best quarterback ever played in the game ever, ever, because there's not going to be anybody like him. I think he deserves to, you know, let loose a little bit, you know, be a human. Let, let the boy drink, as they say. Hell yeah. Yes. Man. 
did you see his tweet how he said uh, avocado tequila because you know he's a big avocado guy he, drink, he eats uh, avocado <laughs> fucking ice cream it's all about you know those type of proteins and stuff now that that's what I thought was cool about him like he didn't see all the negative stuff the next day he tweeted out his own video of him getting escorted out by his backup quarterbacks he goes avocado tequila nothing to see <laughs> I thought that was awesome different different caps and all that stuff yeah man that was good yeah. stuff yeah, that's no, it made me happy to see him happy and drunk, and yeah, they were celebrating. They're a team. They're brothers. Let them get drunk. Yeah. That was good. It time. would have been pretty cool to see him throw the Lombardi Trophy in the river, though, when he threw it to uh, Oh yeah, but Gronk can't miss that catch. There's a lot of pressure. That's like a Super Bowl catch right there. You can't not catch that. You're in Gronk's front. Gronk is Gronk is not supposed to be holding those. Last time he held one up was at the Patriots, and he banged a baseball off the end of it, dented it, dented it. Like he's not supposed to touch it. Listen, man, they got how many of those damn Lombardi trophies? Get like, is it? Uh, he's got four now. Okay, okay. So they remake them, right? Uh, honestly, I really don't know. I think that's the one they, you know, they pretty much polish up and they put it in the, in the display case. So they don't have. So every year is a new one, or is it like the Stanley Cup where you got to just trade it around? No, every year's a new one. Like, yeah, okay. Every year's a new one. So yeah, the, yeah. They, they can afford to get a ding in a couple of them since they're winning so many damn Super Bowls. I mean, at this point, let it you know. I mean, we're just having fun now, right? Between those two guys. Right. Absolutely. And I'll bet they win another one. You think so? Why not, dude? <laughs> they, they destroyed everybody this season. You know what I mean? They lost a couple games, sure. But, geez, man, it's just – he's so good. And Gronkowski's a great threat. The whole team, if they come back next year – if that same team comes back next year, which I doubt they could afford, but if it does, they're gonna. I don't know who can beat them. A you lot know? of them are, are, can come back, which yeah. is crazy. You have a good point. I think the I think the Chiefs they won't they won't all come back. No, no, yeah, they had a, they have well, they have something special too, but it's just geez, man, they were so dominant in that game. It wasn't even close. It, it was. Ooh, it was fun to watch. Gorgaski's going to come back as one of the best tight ends to play the game. I I will sure. argue to death to anybody that Aaron Hernandez was a lot better than him, but you know that whole murder thing kind of. Set Isn't that crazy him. that he just lost his damn mind and killed people and stuff? That's so nuts, dude. He was so good. And it was, dude. He was really good. And they yeah. lining up the side of opposite side of the line against Gronk. Yeah, that shit was impossible to defend, man. He could have got exactly. Yeah, his his life would have been. He would have been in the Hall of Fame, I think. <clears throat> For oh, sure. Yeah. It's pretty wild to think that Brady's played under four different presidents, also <laughs> in three different decades. Yeah. I mean, and he looks better and better every year, right? Like, like if you look at the age chart, he looked fugly his first year. And then now he's, you know, male supermodel status, man. He's tall, drink of water. I know. I, I look at, back at that picture of his, you know, development as far as his profile mm-hmm. picture goes. I yeah. kind of wonder when he kind of met Giselle. Oh, right. Yeah, she probably t- uh, dressed him up that a shit, little bit. That shit changed. Yeah, he got a little slimmer in the face. Well, he started. He definitely looked like a nerd in the first five, six years. Yeah. He started out by marrying a movie star, and then they had a kid. And then uh, I forget her name. But so now he's got a kid with that lady. Like basically, that him and the other lady broke up. And then, like, a couple months later after they broke up, she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm pregnant. So I was like, oh, shit. Crazy that Tom Brady had to deal with that kind of stuff. But, you know, he's a human, too. So. Yeah. Anyway. I hope to see him come back. Oh, yeah. I don't see why. Yeah, He'll definitely be in the playoffs. Yeah. At this point, I, I was such a Tom Brady <clears throat> fucking hater, dude. So I kept being a shooter fan. And you had to run through the Patriots. Yeah. And at this point, you got to respect the dopeness, dude. Yeah, I'll still root against him. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's, <laughs> there's nobody that's going to come close for a long time, you know, because all the veterans are, are retiring, and uh, he's going strong, dude. Going strong, strong, strong. So, Patty Mahomes had surgery yesterday on his toe, which he probably should have had when he got it hurt, but, you know, he got to wrap through the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. Hell, yeah. That dude was running for his life in that game. I can't believe some of the cat, some of the throws he was making, and I couldn't believe the drops that the receivers were having. Like he literally threw like he was Superman, 
directly yeah. at Tyreek Hill. Like it was a line, it was a great shot to Tyreek Hill. He could have caught that ball. Blew my mind. That would have been you know Sports Center highlights all day. You talk, you, you talk about when he was like parallel with the ground. <laughs> yeah, knees off the ground. He's yeah. definitely like mid throw. It was all muscle. Oh sure, Directly. sure. great accuracy. I kind of wonder how much a team was distracted with uh, Andy Reid's son. What happened prior to that? What do you mean, Britt? Uh, Britt Reid. He's he was part of the coaching staff, and he was involved in a. He got a DWI, but he also had a wreck, and there was a kid on life support. And, like, Jesus. Well, yeah, pretty- uh, that's terrible. But I don't think. I mean. They- <laughs> Bro, that it was crazy. They weren't discussion. What's that now? It was a topic of discussion. Yeah, I guess they they didn't come out like they normally did. I don't know. Pat Mahomes, or yeah, yeah, Mahomes. Just a team. It just just seemed distracted. They weren't. I mean, they've been on on key like in sync the entire year, and then this little flare up happens, which is you know don't take that shit lightly for what uh, Britt Reed did, but. I don't know. I refuse to believe that a non-athlete affected that entire team so much that they lost the Super Bowl. That that team lost because of all kinds of reasons. They couldn't get their shit together. Whatever, man. That was. I I, I mean, I don't know. It, some people showed up. You know what I mean? Like not every not the people that mattered though. I guess the receivers didn't show up. Couldn't get I mean, a run. Off, offensive line was suspect all night, and that <laughs> and that's one fucking thing that pissed me off about Tony Romo commentating the game. I mean, <laughs> I, Romo is a great player. He's he's probably one of the best fantasy football players ever because he delivers. He just can't win in December. But that being said, he was sucking Mahomes' dick all night. He goes, "Well, you know, Mahomes, he's got two tackles out, and like he made an excuse for Mahomes having to run." I mean, he ran for 417 yards behind the line of scrimmage and only produced 33 yards past the line of scrimmage all four quarters. Goodness. Like, make an excuse. Well, one one of your one of the tackles was a doctor, and he opted out of the league. And he's in Canada, you know, fighting COVID. Good for him. Mm-hmm. You know? And the other one's been hurt for a few weeks. So, But they kept winning. So why make the excuse? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what everybody's going to look for is excuses, right? I guess. I think it's just – it's it's. I don't like to hear that stuff, especially coming from Romo. I'm just not a Cowboy fan. Yeah. Well, you were just given the excuse of that bullshit DUI. <laughs> Everybody wants an excuse, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like it, that's what I'm saying. They just they weren't the better team that day. It's just like whenever people fight, the top five fighters in the UFC of each respective weight division can win on any day. It just it's a fight, you know, or it's a game. You guys drop passes when you shouldn't have. You guys, you know, the other team you let the other team make plays when you guys shouldn't have. Uh, you know, Tom Brady was great, but also they gave up some plays too. So, you know. Try again next year. It's all they can do, but it's going to be hard to beat Tom Brady and Gronkowski and Antonio Brown and Fournette and all those insanely good players. Dude, Fournette looked good. He sure did. He sure did. He was, was running over people. Yeah, they were. They were ready to play in the Super Bowl. That team was for sure. Well, shit. They, that's the reason why they went to the Bucks. They're chasing rings. That's right. But I mean, it's it's. It, it's a great bet to bet on Tom Brady. And it's also a great bet to bet on Tom Brady and Gronkowski. And it's also a great bet to bet on Tom Brady, Gronkowski, and Leonard Fournette. And then, and then, and then, and then, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost guaranteed by the time Antonio Brown gets there. It's like, wow, this team is stacked. AB didn't really do shit when he was there, though. Uh, he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, didn't he? He caught one. And that, that's all. That's really – that's only target – I mean – he had a couple of in-round plays that didn't result a shit. And yeah. Tom got him in the end zone on a, like a five-yard curl. Yeah. He did juke the shit out of uh, the honey badger <laughs> to get that. He did, did pretty good on that. Yeah. He'll make plays every once in a while. I don't think he's going to be the same old Steeler for damn sure. Um, but, uh, you know, he'll be he'll be good for a good play every once in a while. Yeah, I'm glad to see him one more. For sure. 
for sure. For him. There's one thing I can't believe is that that dude that ran on the fucking field. So oh my god! See the report about him supposedly supposedly putting a fifty thousand dollar bet. It's genius of a streaker, and he is that legal? Apparently, they'll probably fix it now. But yeah, that that dude won three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Goodness gracious! I mean, that's got. I mean, good for him. That's good business. Absolutely, very smart. I'm glad he thought of it. Good job, buddy. I wish you well. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> he will be the last person to be able to do that. Yeah, I think it was like a three thousand dollar bond too. So like, cool. Yeah, no problem. Here's your game. I'm gonna go grab my three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. God dang, man. I don't have to work for, you know, years. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm pretty sure he's probably well off anyway to put a 50 grand bet. And, I mean, yeah, he's doing all right. They're not giving those tickets away just to get there in the first place. For sure. For sure. Yeah, he had to make the bet, also make it to the Super Bowl, also make it to a decent spot to be there. He had another guy there, so he had to pay for his ticket. The other guy had to distract the guards by, by a fake attempt, and then he did the real attempt. He super thought he thought it out a lot. So his partners get get some money too. Though. Oh yeah, he's gonna split it, but worth it again. Still, totally worth it. Fuck yeah! I mean, if the other guy also made the bet and they made out with like really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious! That's really the only thing noteworthy about football. Besides, I mean, Super Bowl is going to be in LA next year. First time since '93. Oh, uh, Marty Schottenheimer died at seventy-seven. Yeah, eight most, eight most winning coach, two hundred wins. It's really not much going on. We're getting to that point where the entire world's like in off season, besides UFC. That's right, baby. We fight all year round for the MMA. So all that'll happen here whenever it gets to the offseason, we'll just have to start covering Bellator too, man, because they're they're making some moves as well that are pretty exciting. There is a new uh, football league that they're actually drafting today. It's the uh, football controlled league. It's like people like me and you draft players, and we can control what plays they run and shit. You haven't heard about this? What? No. Explain some more. The hell is that? Yeah. Oh goodness! I should have brought this up on the computer. Just never thought about it. Correct we're drafting today. We can always football edit this out. Controlled league. Uh, Michael Sherman's one of the coaches. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is one of the coaches. There's a baseball player that's a, a coach. Who's playing? Uh, Mansell is one of the players. Oh, so it's like a, a JV league type thing? Yeah, fan-controlled football is a new league for gamer audience. So this might be just like a game thing. I don't. I really don't know. We'll have to look more into that. We'll talk about that later. Maybe All right. That sounds good. Heck yeah, man. Well, um, moving on into UFC, man. Uh, we had that Nate Diaz interview with Ari Holwani. Uh, you, are you familiar with Nate Diaz? And yeah, I have some questions about that because I watched that entire interview. Yeah. Is that guy really – has he talked like that? Like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, him and his brother, they, they move. I, w- I was just wondering if, he, yeah. like, if that's normal, that's cool, but I just I thought he got hit too much in the head. Like, no. He okay to fly. No, you know what I'm saying? They, they both talk like this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They, they're from Stockton, you know. And, oh, it's weird, man, for sure. Stockton, Stockton California? Yeah. Are they the ones that used to swim the Alcatraz and back? Yep. Supposedly. Yep. Yep. They do triathlons and they do beat Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and they box. That's just what they do. They're hard. He wants to. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's a very entertaining fighter and he thinks very highly of himself. Uh, he said the 155 weight division is, is washed. I'm like, what? That's like the most entertaining weight division in the league. He just doesn't want to make that weight anymore. Gonna, so is that why you think he wants to fight 170 and 190? For sure. He wants to fight 170. Uh, yeah, he'd love 165. He's been calling for that catch weight for a long time because it's a big weight jump to 170. So, um, But they haven't done it, so I don't think they're going to. But there's a lot of good fights for him at 170, but he's no champion at 170 for sure. He could beat – he could he could run with the top five of 155, but I don't think he could run with the top five of 
of 170. He, he fought Jorge Masvidal at 170. He kind of toyed with him. Like, he beat the shit out of him. Masvidal did. Mm-hmm. So, for the uh, bad motherfucker title. Um, but, he, like I said, he's a great fighter, and he's great at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's great off of his back. It'll be great to see him fight. What I think they should do with Nate is they should get him against Conor McGregor at 155, so he'd have to make that weight. But that's the fight to make, you know. Justin Poirier against Oliveira for the title. Justin Gaethje versus Chandler and Connor versus Nate for the trilogy. You make those fights and then you move on from there. Those are all great fights to see, and and uh, I think that's what they should do. I bet that's what they do. <clears throat> well, I think that's what Nate wants to do. He wants to fight Poirier, Poirier or Oliveira. Yeah, but he doesn't want to make that weight, so he wants to fight people one seventy. But you can't you can't move up in the rankings if you're fighting at the non weight. You know, I mean, he wants to fight one fifty fivers at one seventy. Because his name is Nate Diaz, so I, you know, I can't, I can't agree with that. So we'll see how he does. I want to see him fight again. Absolutely, and I think he will. He said he wants to fight three times this year, maybe four. Uh, it's possible, but he's he's so difficult to deal with in general with like the business side that uh, you know he doesn't end up fighting for one time a year. Well, it made a lot of sense reason why they want to fight last year, from what you're saying. But as far as the training, and yeah, mask and all that. I mean, yeah, that, in the UFC, that year off might have helped him. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Uh, it could have. He's only getting older, man. He's like 35, I think. So, uh, and he's got real bad scar tissue in his face. So, like, he opens up real easy. You'll see him in most of his fights. He's always bleeding in, in from his face because his eyebrows are so filled up with scar tissue. They just they cut open real easy when you punch him. He does cut underneath his eyes pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, they had to stop his last fight because of the cut. So, he's a really entertaining fighter, and I want to see him fight again, like you said. It's just hopefully they give him somebody that he wants. I think they should give him a Paul Felder, but I don't think Nate Diaz would fight Paul Felder. So, uh, Conor McGregor trilogy is the answer, I think. But Conor probably wants that belt. But does he deserve it? No, because he lost. But he, will they give it to him because of the money? Maybe. So, we'll see. You know, Nate. Nate in that interview with uh, Ariel, he, he he took a pretty good, or excuse me, had a pretty good point that the the organization itself is catering to McGregor, like they're gonna give him the third fight, like because they make what, millions off of him, man. They make so much money with uh, Conor McGregor, so it's like they do yeah. kind of listen to him. But with that loss to Poirier, I he's definitely less powerful. He doesn't call nearly as much shots as, as he used to, I don't think. I think that he's got to be a little humble. He's got to make a couple more wins, and then he's right back in the good graces. So, we'll see. But, yeah, he did. Is that he, what it, is that, go ahead. What's that now? Go ahead. No, go, is that what he meant by not being Mr. Nice Guy? Yeah, well, I mean, Conor McGregor just wants to stay in the in the light just a little bit. So, he'll, he'll let out a tweet every once in a while. And what I think he was saying there is he wants to fight Poirier. And he's not going to be nice about it this go around. He's going to talk some shit, which is the old Conor McGregor, and I think that's what he needs a little bit of is a little bit of drive, a little bit of a little bit of meanness to him. You know what I mean? Like be a little angry, a little bit, and uh, I think that that adds to his little his his flame and his fire as a, as a fighter. Diaz called that out too. He said he changed his entire persona. He did, he did, but it was it was funny because he also called that Poria because he's kind of being his second hand, you know what I mean? He was kind of doing whatever Connor asked him to do because Connor was being so courteous. And right. you know, looking at that first round, dude, Connor McGregor was hitting him hard. He was hitting with some shots and Nate Diaz saw that. He was like, dude, he was doing everything right. And then he started fucking up. I mean, of course, yeah, the leg kicks did matter and that definitely played a huge factor. But he couldn't put him away. You know what I mean? Like Poirier, like Connor made some mistakes that if he hadn't made those mistakes, he would have put Poirier out, and we would be having this conversation like we are. We'd be having a uh, McGregor's the, one of the best ever for sure if he won the fight, and he could have had he punched a couple more times. You know what I'm saying? He, he Poirier said he got knocked. You know, he was he got rocked, and had he followed up, he probably would have got knocked out. So the trilogy fight is definitely interesting. I can't wait to see Francis fight. Uh, Dude, that podcast with Joe Rogan, right? That guy is my hero. Like, I will be forever a fan, and I don't watch USC damn near as much as you do, and I will be tuned in to watch this guy fight every other fight. Like, he, yeah, his his life story is like a movie, 
And uh, a, lot, a lot of Americans are, you know, very anti-immigration. But, dude, this guy's immigration story is so motivating and so inspiring to, to follow your dreams. Like, I couldn't believe it, man. He, he went from this no-name village in Cameroon. He had to immigrate to, to Algeria and then to Morocco. And he got beat all the time. And he got caught all the time. And he gave, like, fell on razor wire and cut his hands and stomach all up and then got caught again and then got thrown in the desert you know that cat caught desert caught desert caught desert and then he fucking finally made it over the boat he would he would swim with his paddle with his hands on these shitty ass rafts that go in a swimming pool across the ocean to get to oh my god dude he, he worked so hard to just get to spain to where across he, the ocean yeah ocean yeah not a lake not a river the fucking ocean yeah with a fucking pool raft and nine other guys, yeah. you know what I mean, or five other guys, however you. But uh, yeah, he, the amount of drive that man had to have just to make it, just to make it across that, just to, actually, excuse me, just to make it across the desert, and then just to make it uh, into Morocco, and then just to make it across the ocean, and then just to make it to France from Spain, and then to make it from America to France, I mean from France to America, and then to be in the UFC. And then to be fighting for the championship. I can't believe it, man. Like, God dang. He's only been fighting for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. <sighs> like, yeah. So it's okay. Me thinking that someone someone like him, like, just to endure what he just went through, just to get to that point now, like. He earned it. Why not Why not bet on this guy? Like, everything he did, he's done to get to this point is way a lot, hell of a lot harder than what he's doing now. That's true. Mentally and physically. Then on the other side, you have a, a current, you know, working firefighter, a fucking hero among men. Um, you know, a very decent guy, decent fella, family fella. Stupid Miocic is also a good dude to, to be a fan of. But, uh, and they fought before, and Stipe Miocic took his shots, and he he uh, he outfought him. And Francis Ngannou in that very same podcast very intensely said, I remember every single second of that fight i i don't have any problem remembering that fight and i it it, it haunts him you can tell man he wants that championship so bad that i just think that his will is going to take him very far very very far i watched a clip on youtube of uh, francis's knockouts when he first started <laughs> it seemed like in his earlier years he's a lot quicker than i watched that entire fight with style and he seemed like he was Doing too many roundhouse, like too many punches. Like, is that roundhouse? You talking about like uh, his big like haymakers, like the big wind up punches? Haymakers, like it just seemed slow to me. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and and Stipe would just step in Stipe. and get inside Stipe. of it. Yeah, Stipe. Yeah, Stipe. He would get in inside of it or you know dodge it. Yeah, it just it was different from his earlier fights to me. I could be wrong. Well, all of his previous fights, um. Well, I'll tell you what. His last four fights was Junior Dos Santos, Curtis Blades, uh, Yair Rosenstruck, uh, or something, something Rosenstruck, forget his name, and uh, who was the other one? I forget the other one, but it's literally less than a minute and a half of fighting as his last four fights. But before that, he would still loop his punches, and he would do haymakers, but they would land, and he would just destroy and demolish these people. And he made it all the way up to Stipe Miocic, and Miocic had his number. And uh, he was able to take the hits that, that Francis was getting, and Francis gassed out. And that why that's why you saw him doing those big, wide punches, because he was just so tired. He couldn't do the tight-to-the-body punches anymore. Uh, and Stipe, being the more seasoned boxer, uh, just straight-up outboxed him. But ever since then, I mean, well, he went on to fight Derek Lewis, which was like one of the worst fights to ever watch in the UFC, because they just – they both refused to engage. Um they both didn't want to lose, and they both knew that if they committed and made a mistake, the other one was going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they made any mistake, between Lewis being such a heavy hitter and Ngana being such a heavy hitter, they didn't want to engage. So if you ever watch that fight, it's one of the worst fights in UFC history, for sure. Francis is like, that wasn't a fight. It doesn't even exist to me. It's like, I was still stuck on the Stipe fight during the But then after that, he started working on his boxing very, very much. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of boxing. Uh, work with Mike Tyson, doing things like that. And so I think that now he's more uh, technically accurate with his punches and stuff. So 
Uh, he says he's been working on wrestling as well. So we'll, we'll see, man. It's going to be a great fight for sure. I, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, that's uh, what, March 27th, I believe. Isn't it? Yeah, I believe so, sir. UFC 260. Yep, that's going to be a good one, man. I mean, the UFC is going to be com- continuing to deliver all year with all these crazy fights that are going to keep coming up. So it's it's going to be a – They seem to get keep getting better and better. Well, they want to build a great card, and they have the, the fighters to do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's still fighters that I'm super excited to see fight that, that, that don't have a fight yet. You know, the Sugar Sean O'Malley, you got TJ Dillashaw coming back. You got, um, you know, a whole bunch of fighters that, that, that we haven't discussed on the show yet that haven't fought yet but that are going to fight this year. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, the UFC brings it. And then Bellator, I'm getting into watching them now a little bit, too. They're like the junior varsity of the UFC. And, uh, you know, Michael Chandler came from Bellator. He was the champion. And so now he's number four in the 155. So that's about the level they're at, I think, is that uh, Bellator is just, just barely, just barely not as talented as UFC. And they're working on that. So it'll be like an AFC-NFC type situation eventually, I bet. Usman is going to be fighting Burns. Oh yeah, dude. apparently he don't really, he doesn't really give a shit about you know being a teammate with him and going and sparring for over two hundred rounds. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, who who has a who has a upper, upper hand in that? That's the thing is that the the public doesn't know, but they for fucking sure know. You know what I mean? The coaches know. Uh, they've been the, the the teammates know. They've been watching them spar and they've been seeing who wins those sparring sessions. Uh, but you can't spar with somebody 200 times and not know all like a lot of their, their game. And, uh, exactly. one advantage for Usman, not Usman, one advantage for Burns is Usman left their camp to go to a different camp. So, uh, Burns has the benefit of Henry Hooft refuses to coach either one for this, which is because he loves them both, which I get that. But Burns has the ability to speak with, all their teammates and all their teammates who have sparred with Usman. So they have all their, um, they have all their input to give for him and they've, you know, sparred with Burns. So they can say, Hey Burns, you're going to beat him here and he's going to beat you here. So you need to work on this. So I believe that's an advantage in itself. However, Usman went to Colorado for Trevor Whitman's uh, coaching who coaches Justin Gaethje, who coaches Rose Nama Yunez, uh, both, uh, former champions in their own right. And, uh, He's going to be definitely working on his boxing, so his hands are going to be a lot sharper. He's going to probably be better at finishing after being in this camp because usually Usman relies on just hanging on you, putting you against the cage, peppering up with shots, you know, here and there, stomp, uh, knee to the knee to the body, uh, you know, elbow to the head, uh, rinse and repeat against the cage, and that's kind of how he he rules. Usman or Burns, he's a elite, elite, elite uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter, a player, and um, he can finish Usman off of his back on top, and uh, he has been starching people lately, so he's really good at striking. And he goes for the finish. He doesn't go for tiring out his his opponent and possibly going the distance. He tries to finish. So it's going to be yeah, very interesting. That's what I've noticed. Like, watching his spots, Burns is straight to the fucking point. Yeah. Like, I want to eat you right I want to go home and eat, motherfucker, because I've been starving, you know? So – <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun watching them cut this way, and I want to have some fucking food and enjoy myself. That's right. So he's going to go for the finish, but it's so interesting to see because these guys are definitely still being respectful. Their kids know each other. Their kids have sparred with each other in their own. You know what I mean? It's 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 very close family. They're like family. So it'll be interesting seeing these these two essentially brothers because literally Usman was in his corner, Burns's corner for the hooker fight, and. uh and you could tell that they have some some brotherly love there. You know, they they hug before the fight happens. You know, like, hey man, thanks for being in my corner. He's giving him advice, like, hey man, you need to fix this and that. So it's it's very exciting to see because uh, Usman is being so professional. A lot of the times you'll see like uh, back in the day, Tito Ortiz and uh, Chuck Liddell, which are you know UFC veterans, they were friends. And for a long time, Tito Ortiz would uh, say, you know, I don't want to fight Chuck Liddell. He's my friend, but. The entire time, Chuck Liddell knew he was better than Tito Ortiz. Like, dude, we spar together. I beat your ass. I'm better than you. I need that championship belt. And so finally, Chuck Liddell said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you now for the belt." And he did. He put his lights out and he took the belt. So, we'll see. So basically, this is all publicity. This is a good marketing stunt or for for UFC. And you know, have two friends and 
see what comes up. Well, I mean, they're going to try and play every single fight how they can, you know, like whether or not they're bitter enemies or, you know, good friends. You know, it's just it's kind of rare for, for teammates like this to fight, but they're both super elite and they both deserve it. Burns has well, earned the shot and Usman has defended the belt already. So they're the top two guys. So they got to fight. Army. Good PR move. Oh, for sure. Good job for Dane. For sure. I mean, it kind of, yeah, the story kind of tells itself, right? So, you know, they just got yeah. kind of lucky. You know, I don't think they worked on any kind of story themselves. I think they just, oh, wow, these guys are cool. Let's, let's work this story and, and get that going in the, in the public. <clears throat> I picked my top three picks for uh, UFC 258. Of course, we got uh, Usman. And, is it Usman? Am I saying that right? Usman, yeah. Usman and Burns. I'm, I'm going with Burns. Okay. Uh, you got Barber and Grasso. I'm taking Barber. Yeah. And uh, I can't say the last two names. Gastelum Gast- and Heinish. Gastelum. Yeah, I got Gastelum. Yep. So Gastelum is definitely – he used to be t- uh, top five in his division. And uh, he's good and he's durable. And he actually gave Israel Adesanya his, the biggest fight, you know, of his career. Uh, and so I'm going to definitely pick Gastelum. Um, I'm going to pick – Barber, and I'm also going to pick uh, for this one. I'm going to pick Burns, man. Like I say, he's got so many finishes that he can do submission wise. And he's got, uh, you know, he goes for the finish and he knows what Usman is going to do that Usman is so good at, right? He knows exactly what he's going to do there. So I think, I think I'm going to agree with you all the way down the board. Burns, Barber, Gasoline. I like seeing the girls fight, man, because I, when I watch these fights, it's <clears throat> for me, it's it's awesome to see women getting engaged in a sport like this. That's so physical. Yeah. But also, like, if I get in a ring with one of those girls, they're they're gonna kick my ass for sure. Like, they're so dominant. Well, they they work so fucking hard, and they have such good discipline. It's it's hard not yes. to respect these these ladies, uh, especially in the in the yeah. elite top. You know, these these ladies definitely earned it. I mean, there there's no reason for them not to be just right there, equal to everybody, getting paid the same. Uh, they're going through the weight cuts. They're getting hit in the ribs. They're getting hit in the face. They're getting hit in the legs. You know, they're getting their knees right. bent, their arms bent, and they're getting their neck broke. You know, it's. It's awesome. It's it, and it's a personal sport. It's not a it's not a team sport. So it's it's on how hard you work and how much you learn, and uh, the evidence always shows up in the fight. You know, of course, you can get unlucky and get caught with a shot, but mostly it's all about preparation and execution. It is good to see it. it it's it, and it's only it's just going to help the brand too. You know. Yeah. And it's going to show. I mean, you're you got a daughter and I got daughters. It just shows like you know. Women could do whatever the hell they want to, just like the lady that's going to uh, boot camp for the Marines. Oh uh, no, they didn't. She she's not going. To, they just moved for a long time. Uh, Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego was male only Recruit Depot, so the females had to go to uh, 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 North Carolina, no South Carolina, Paris Island, uh, where males are as well. But it's the East Coast male Marines and all females. Now it's going to be West Coast Marines go to. San Diego, East Coast Marines go to uh, uh, Paris Island. So okay, so I, I was, I guess I read that. That's all good. So I me yeah, that. man, it's it's kind of confusing, but yeah. So now uh, females don't have to go to South Carolina where they face the dreaded sand fleas of Marine Corps boot camp. Uh, there's no hills in South Carolina, so there's nothing to hike. You just hike on flat ground, and so it's super easy. So me being a West Coast Hollywood Marine, I always said, man, I would much rather have fucking sand fleas than have to hike up these damn mountains or hills as we call them. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys, uh, we don't get to eat for two days and we got to hike through these mountains and shit and all you guys had to do was walk around the road. Okay. Whatever, dude. <laughs> anyway, so now we, we'll see. Females will have to make those hikes as well, uh, which they already do in the Marine Corps. They just still have to do it at boot camp. So it'll right. be good. It'll be good to see. Well, I think that's going to conclude UFC. Let's get into uh, some some vision, some WandaVision. Oh yeah, man! It's so crazy how like the, how good how good is this show getting? Yeah, dude. It, it, the first two episodes are just like, man, this show is going to suck. And then somehow, yeah, like, what, what the fuck are we doing? You know, every detail they kind of peel away or add on a layer, and and now there's this 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 quilt of fabric they've put together with. You know, it's not even Avengers, but it's like they're making this Avengers level puzzle out of one show. 
It's crazy, man. Right. And they, they, they bring in, spoiler alert, Pietro. They bring him back, um, Quicksilver. But they put in, instead of uh, the previous Quicksilver from the Marvel series, they put in the Fox uh, X-Men Quicksilver, bringing in the X-Men universe, possibly. I think he also played in uh, American Horror Story. Oh, well. for sure. For okay. sure. But the, the, the you know... How, how do they bring him back? Because he died during Age of Ultron. So how is he coming back? Is she controlling that? Because now she's exposed. How do you mean, dude? Vision's dead. I understand. So she brought Vision back. Why she, can't she bring him back? But why was she so surprised when she answered the door? Is that just because of the TV show? That she That's married? the question, right? These are the details that we don't know yet. So whether or not it's, it's someone evil like Agnes... That's or if it's someone like Mephisto, or if it's somebody like Death. Apparently, Death has had a history with uh, the Scarlet Witch in some of the comics. So it could be literally the Grim Reaper. It could be this Mephisto guy who's also a reality-warping uh, mutant. Uh, it could be Ag. I think he's the, I think he's the end game. Mephisto, whatever this, this part, the second part, uh, what do they call it? Uh, phase yeah, 2 or whatever. Right. I, think, I think he's the Thanos of, of Phase 2. But the Agnes character is that the black haired lady no. that played on the the actress that played on like Step yes. Brothers and Bad yeah. Moms, uh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, I believe is her name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she is kind of fishy because she's always involved with the kids, like you were telling me. Yeah. So, and it's funny because there's an old lady called Agatha Harkness who used to try to manipulate the Scarlet Witch into stealing her kids, and uh, Agatha Harkness, Agnes. Um, she doesn't have an ID when they go to the show. I'm sorry, hang on a second. I'll edit that. That is all good. Bro. Okay, that's your phone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, you got a, you got her. She didn't have an ID whenever they were showing like the people that are in the town. She didn't have any ID. So, and it never really shows her house or her husband. So it's like, hmm, I'm a little interested to see what, what happens with that character. And she's a big actress. So I bet they make her like a big bad. We'll see, man. I'm, ex I'm super excited to see what they do with the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see how Quicksilver goes. I, I think he's going to be some sort of a protagonist or antagonist in the like I Love Lucy world. Like he'll be like the jerk. Um, the jerk. Jerk. Yeah, like he'll be like the jerk, like he'll be, yeah, you because know, he he walks, he's like, "Who's the popsicle?" Talking to to uh to Vision. Oh uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. he's gonna be just kind of talking trash the whole time. Uh, and I don't know where they're gonna go with it. We'll see. It's crazy. I so uh, I forget her character's name. We were just talking about Agnes. Agnes yeah, the black hair, but Agnes, she killed the dog, right? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, because because Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, acted out and she went to the next. She went out of the you know what she technically could be controlling or Mephisto, whatever his name is. Yeah. So she went out and, and confronted the you know sword. So as punishment, you kill the dog. You deal with the kids. The, when the kids are acting or feel emotion, they want to age up. Right. So I think. Well, I mean, who knows about the dog? Because azaleas are actually. Toxic to dogs, so it's it's funny that, that the dog literally could have ate these aliens and died. But yeah, like you say, you caught that attention to detail that, that every time the kids have aged up, she's been around and kind of like helping them age along. So I yes. think once they develop their superpowers, she'll be able to take advantage of them, which might be what she's going for. It's all guesswork right now, baby. That's just that's all we can do. Because you know the great that was one thing I picked. That was one thing I picked out when you're telling me about the comic books about how. Her kids develop her brother's uh, powers and herself. And if you notice those kids, one's wearing blue, one's wearing red. Yeah. She wears red and her brother wears blue. <coughs> yeah. So you can kind of, you can tell who's, what, you know, what path they're going as far as their powers yeah. go. And so we don't know what who's is. who's aging them. If it's Wiccan aging them, which is one of the kids, Tommy, or if it's uh, Agnes mm -hmm. aging them, or if it's Scarlet Witch aging them, we don't know how that's going. Because apparently Scarlet Witch's powers don't work on those kids, right? She couldn't get them to be quiet. She couldn't do things to them herself. Like, essentially, she can't Ooh, control them. Good point. 
good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, when she was trying to put the pacifiers in yeah. her mouth and it didn't work. Yeah, she couldn't use her powers to make it easier. So I think that her powers don't work on. So I think when they do age, it's probably Wiccan Tommy um, doing it and uh, because he doesn't know how to deal with the shit. So he gets older. Um, and with the dog, they said you can't have a dog until you're 10. Whoop, we're 10 now. What's up? Crazy. <laughs> be cool to have those kinds of powers, man. But yeah, Wanda is going to be developing these reality warping powers the entire time. So <clears throat> whatever her reality needs to be, she kind of sees fit to make it. But she's new at this. And she doesn't remember how it started. So I think like, uh, you know, like a Mephisto or Agnes or somebody. Oh, yeah. Also, the mailman, he seems to know what's going on, too. That's There's a larger white fellow on there that uh, he keeps saying, yeah, kids, you got to watch out, you know, for for your mom and things like that. It's like, what? Hey, who are you, man? So I think it's going to be like he kind of has something to do with it at the very end. He'll jump in and like change form or something like that. Haha, I got you. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, it seems like every character's part of fucking sword when they were putting their names or their pictures on the wall. Well, yeah, but like see, the, the, the mailman wasn't on yeah. that wall. That's yeah, true. that's what I'm saying, man. The mailman seems to know like, hey, you know, listen to your mom and I forget what what Elsie said. I just I know that in the in the analysis of the YouTube nerds across the globe, uh, they they definitely noticed the mailman. So we'll be seeing, Doug. So do you want to end the show on Gina, or you just want to let that shit go to rest? Oh, Gina. Gina. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Report the news, there, buddy. Well, she uh, Lucas Films came out and says she is done with the Mandalorian because of her tweet. Tweets, I believe, multiple tweets. But uh, uh, one tweet is: Jews were beaten in the streets not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply because for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Well, there's one of the tweets. There's another so, one that said uh, racism. That, that's the only one, I, only one I saw. You go ahead and read, read the other one. Well, she claims racism doesn't exist in America. And uh, and she compared her struggles, as you were saying, in, in, in reference to those tweets, she compared her struggles to being a Jew in the Holocaust. And then she went on to explain the, the tweet as to what you were explaining. But she did say at first, being a conservative is like being a Jew in the Holocaust, which uh, I couldn't disagree more with. However, that doesn't matter. Really, what, what people are outraged about is the fact that Disney made the call to fire her. Um, I think they're well within their rights. I think she knew what she was doing, and she was warned beforehand, and uh, she should have fucking known, and Disney doesn't fuck around and play like that. So you're fired, and we will replace you, just like we did with Aunt Viv on Fresh Prince of Del Air, with a, a similar looking lady, probably a UFC fighter that deserves it more because she'll fucking follow the rules of Disney because that's her job. Well, first of all, her job is employee. She's an employer of Disney. Her job is to act, not give her political right. belief. Period. Sure. Regardless of what you say, it, it doesn't. I mean, I guess what people are upset about is if she would have went on the other side of it, she probably wouldn't have got fired because we have this, you know, either you're right or you're wrong, you're left, you're right. Well, to that, I would say James and Gunn was fired. He apologized almost immediately and said, you know, hey, man, I shouldn't have said those things. He was very humble and he was quiet. And he shut up and he got took his medicine and they let him come back. And now he's again directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He's directing Suicide Squad 2. There's a, there's a way around this and it doesn't have to do with left or right. You just have to Follow the rules of your employer, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't like who you're employed with. You can't just go out and start no. crushing people because, I mean, for one, you're, you're talking. I mean, that it reflects on the company. Absolutely, I agree. Regardless, they should all stick out of fucking politics. Like yeah, just discussed earlier. It's just do your fucking job and shut your yeah. And out. just because you're a famous, you got a platform. I mean, great, good. Use it for a good cause. Don't use it to defeat right. people. Use it to use it to feed the fucking hungry. Use it to there's shelter animals that are on the street or adopt babies, something like that. Don't 
get the fuck of politics right. out of everything. And the, well, the thing is that she was claiming to be a victim here, and she's like this rich celebrity, you know, movie star. Like, how much of a victim can you be? Come on, dude. Yeah, you see that that right there? It's like, yeah, absolutely. You can't. No, but like I say, man, I'm just I'm still super excited for Mandalorian. I'm still super excited for Fett. I'm super excited for all the Star Wars bangers that are about to come out. Dude, she's she's a big character in the movie. They were gonna make her a star in the new season coming up of Rebels of the Alliance. So, yeah. dude, she screwed up big time. So I'll, I'm excited to see who they who they put in her place because. Too bad Ronda Rousey sucks. She's so bad. She's not good. Yeah. She was definitely good. That's what sucks is Gina Carano was good at being that that uh, tough, you know, uh, rebel or whatever. I can't remember her damn name. But anyway, she was a good character. Then she showed compassion on the on the she showed compassion on, on the screen and like she could actually adapt to different, you know, settings. Yeah. Her screen. presence was very like, you know, on point as far as being the soldier that like, you know, been through some shit. So Anyway, I'm saying she was she did a good job. Yeah. She's not gonna. She's definitely not gonna come back and, and work for Disney anymore. The way she handled it. So um, we'll see. We'll see how they handle it over there at Disney, though. It's a damn shame. <laughs> it is. She's a good actress. Yeah, I'll bet she acts again. I mean, she she acted before that a, a couple times, and she did well. But I think it's just she's gonna have to be out of the limelight for a little while, and she'll come back. She going That's it. That's it. That's gonna be the show. Bye, everybody. When we come back. Hey, did you did you order that yeah, chip? Yeah, I what? ordered the chip. As soon as it comes in, I will let you guys know and we will make a, a big old video cast. My my family will be in it because they want to dump, you know, ice water on me as I'm eating the chip. Uh right. God, it's gonna suck. <laughs> Hey, dude, it wasn't fun. I can tell you right now, dude. It took me like almost an hour and a half just to get some. All right. Well, I'll <laughs> give up an hour and a half of my life and I'll go through that cold ass, you know, uh, experience because my kids lit up whenever I said I'd let them do that. They're like, really? <laughs> I said, yeah, man. So, and my girl, they're all happy to screw me over. It's, it's terrible. No respect in this house. You know, when you're the daddy and the man of the house, you discovered, you know, you're, you're sur- surrounded by women. That's what Yeah, well, I got my son, too, but he's all too happy to, to dump ice on Oh, that's, yeah. So, it don't matter. They're all turning on me. Get one. <laughs> all right, brother. Hey, you can catch us on YouTube. We have one video up. It's uh, the Cooter Green Show. We'll have another one video up, video up once we figure this, you know, this all this podcast. Get that learning curve out. going. You can follow us on yeah, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at the Cooter Green Show with John Holmes uh, at Cooter Green underscore CGS. And at John underscore CGS. Contact us. You can follow us on, on Instagram at the Cooter Green Show and whatever. Send us emails, call us. All whatever. right, everybody. Be nice to each other. Take it easy. <laughs>